Time for a new seminar. We get some expert analysis on some of the big issues of the week. Joining us here from Hongik University College of Law is Professor Choi Young. Professor Cho, good morning to you. Good morning. We're going to talk about this big verdict get that came down recently at the appeals court. Uh, the Samsung vice chairman, the uh, heir apparent of the Samsung Empire, Lee Jae-yong, Uh, facing trial, and the question was whether he would receive a jail sentence or not uh, for these charges, which you are going to uh, lay out for us. Uh, A lot of cynics had thought, you know what, Um, we're pretty sure that the outcome is going to be he's going to get some suspended sentence. At the end of the day, these um, Chebel heads, they don't really face any time uh, for their crimes. Uh, But he was indeed sentenced to two and a half years in prison for this uh, so-called bribery scandal. Um, which may have surprised some observers. However, it did leave a bad taste in the (laughs) mouths of a lot of other people, which I think you're going to get into as well. But before we get into that, let's Mm -hmm. get your thoughts on the court's decision. Um, Do you think it was just, uh, and uh, do you think that uh, the the, the judge's reasoning was correct, especially his pretty harsh criticisms of this um, Samsung internal uh, compliance monitoring system? So the surprise with regard to the recent judgment um, that that actually happened on Monday, I recall, Mm -hmm. was not so much the length of sentence, two and a half years, but the fact that he was taken into custody immediately after the the trial. uh, Because, as you say, a lot of people had expected that he would be given a suspended sentence once again. So we we have to trace back because it's been going on for so long, right? It's been what four years uh, since the the trial mm. first started. Now, now Lee Jae Yong was uh, indicted for bribing uh, the former president Park Geun Hye uh, in order to gain assistance for his succession of Samsung Group, and obviously he had been the heir apparent for a long time, and he's now the the heir with the yeah, passing of Egon Hee. Um, so in the first instance, uh, it was found that he had paid some, you know, 8.5 billion won in bribes. And the first court actually gave him a five-year sentence. And he was serving part of it when they appealed. And the appeal court reduced the bribe amount down to something like 3.6 billion mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Um, and that was significant because if you uh, are found to have given a bribe of over 5 billion one, the law says you have to be given a minimum sentence of five years. Now, the 3.6 billion made it possible for the court to give him a reduced sentence of two and a half years, which is also a significant number, if you recall, because that's the uh, sentence length the maximum length that allows you to have a suspended sentence rather than an actual time served in jail. Now, that went on appeal uh, to Supreme Court, which basically said, no, 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 appeal court, you got it wrong. The bribe amount is actually, you know, 80, uh, you know, it's above 8 billion and not 3 billion as you found. And so it's been reminded back to this court. Now, if you also recall, uh, on the appeal stage, uh, um, the court also said, well, if Samsung instituted this independent, independent compliance 
monitoring kind of committee to make sure that this sort of, you know, um, mismanagement uh, and embezzlement of company funds and bribery doesn't happen again, then then that might be a way forward. So Mm. the stage was set to essentially, you know, give him a suspended suspended sentence if this system worked. But the judge this time in this remanded case found that the monitoring system wasn't actually uh, working properly. And he did affirm, I mean, he had no choice but to to, uh, accept the fact that even the Supreme Court had found that the bribery amount was over $8 So a lot of people thought that this was a harsh sentence because he was taken into custody immediately after the the trial. But actually what the judge uh, had sentenced was the minimum possible length of jail term that he could have given because uh, under the law, you are actually, um, you have to hand down a sentence of at least five years for a bribery of over five billion. Now, the only reason why the judge was able to give half that amount is because judges all have discretion uh, for, on, f- without actually having to disclose specific reason to um, basically reduce sentence by half, uh, up to half. So if you compare this case to other bribery cases where average sentence uh, is between four years and 10 years, this is actually a very low sentence. So the, the dramatic aspect of him being taken immediately into custody was one thing with the optics of that. And, it's and really to, the to, optics, and exactly. And then, wow, the judge really was serious about this. But if you look at the actual um, lettering of this and, and what exactly it entails, including time already served and mm. what he, uh, Lee is going to be, it's almost a situation. Optics-wise, I'm going to have to do this. Judges are under scrutiny right now. Chung Young-shim verdict, um, uh, all these other verdicts that have been highly controversial. So mm, let's exactly. take your better, better yes. medicine and just take it in. Right. Um, and and let's, let's just get this over with. Mm. I know it's too simplistic, but Im- immediately people have been raising the co- co- comparisons. Why does um, somebody who allegedly, um, uh, I don't know, uh, forged a, a, a dean's letter of certificate from a university gets four years while this person who's engaged in what is a very serious bribery scheme uh, gets only two and a half years. And then people talk about Pakune going uh, in prison for the next 20 years and mm-hmm. um, the amount of bribery that was convicted there and here and whether that all leads through. And so, again, as a legal expert, you can maybe help us lay people understand what, 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 how do we explain all these inconsistencies? Um, in terms of uh, legal reasons, you can't. Okay. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> uh, I, you know, the, the full judgment has, hasn't actually been made available uh, publicly. And so I also don't understand the real reason for why the judge basically halved the sentence. You know, the bribery amount is uh, almost the same as what was found in the first instance. And the, first, the judge at first instance, instance actually gave him five years sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's been reduced down to two and a half years. Uh, there is no real reason for that, apart from the fact that there seems to be this unshakable kind of belief in a lot of people's mind that, you know, if EJ Young goes to jail, then Samsung is going to perform really badly and yeah. that's going to affect the economy and therefore he shouldn't be sent to jail. Uh, this kind of, you know, I don't know where it comes from, but uh, it seems to be that people 
believe he somehow inherited this kind of genius management gene. Yeah. You know, and without him, the, the ship of Samsung is going to capsize, which obviously is not, going, is not the case. You know, in fact, the last time he was taken into custody, if you recall, the, the Samsung share price actually rose, you yeah. know, despite the fact that he was in custody. This time, it did dip a little bit, maybe 2.5% or so. But if you looked at other tech stocks and if you looked at how the stock market has been doing, uh, you know, there's been such a sort of sharp increase um, in the share prices that a lot of people had been taking um, profit uh, around this period. And even if the dip was due to the fact that he was taken into custody immediately after the trial, it could have been because of the uncertainty. And 3% certainly isn't the kind of effect if Lee Jae-yong's presence was so vital to, to the group. And if you know, the group couldn't actually survive without that particular person, then uh, there is something wrong with this, the multinational, and they need to uh, relook at their management <laughs> practices. Yeah, I mean, you hire professional managers and you credit these professional managers for their relative success in, in the various uh, uh, departments uh, that Samsung controls and industries, including electronics and chip makers, and how much you attribute that to this one uh, mythical divine right figurehead, which, you know, you kind of feel that there are some interesting parallels with how North Korean dynastic leadership runs and this idea that this supreme leader uh, is responsible for all the glory and success of this one entity um you you see that with samsung and i think it leads to the second point because you talk about the relative leniency of this verdict despite that and it really highlights you know there's a question who's the most powerful person in in the country is it the Mm. president of Mm -hmm. south korea is it the prosecutor general (laughs) yun sung yo because that he seems pretty powerful right now Mm -hmm. uh maybe it is the head of a chapel, like especially Samsung, where this concerted effort, uh, Blue House petitions to get him pardoned by the president, uh, all of this um, very, very, very compliant um, press coverage of, oh my gosh, this guy was going to sacrifice oh, himself, yes. go to the UAE and get right. these very, very big vaccine deals. But because of this uh, big, bad judge ruling, putting him behind bars, he wasn't going to be able to save the country. And, and all of this going on, uh, that... Um, it's it's kind of muddled the the messaging where, as you say, there is a significant minority or maybe even almost close to plurality of the population that goes, well, it's a bad thing that he's being convicted for these crimes. Yeah, the poll says something like 46 percent mm. uh, believe that the sentence was too harsh. And I was surprised by that. But when I looked into it, it was actually quite quite interesting because there was a generational divide uh, in the opinions. Uh, so people who are older uh, tended to believe that the sentence was too harsh. So people over 60, uh, sorry, 50, around 60% of them thought th- that this sentencing was too too harsh, whereas people in their 20s, only like uh, between 20 and 30% believed that this was too harsh and others actually thought this was too lenient or just about right. And so it seems that it has been inculcated into a certain portion of the population thanks to uh, the media and thanks to this kind of myth that uh, the success success of uh, Korea has depended on the performance of Jebel groups. Uh, that without this leader of Samsung Group, uh, the group is going to be foundering and it's going to affect the economy uh, adversely. But what was actually interesting was um, I 
took sort of a, a very kind of informal poll among people of my own acquaintance. Okay. Okay. And they seemed to be more worried about how it was going to affect the share price of Samsung <laughs> rather than what it was going yeah, to do. Yes, very indicative of what circles you swim in right now <laughs> no, no, with no, these no, no. massive hedge fund managers that are <laughs> um, with their portfolios. But it did sort of seem to me that this was at least half a step advance on what it has been up to date. So Until now, we really had a very weak uh, rule of law in this country where people in power, as, as you say, you know, there is even this expression of Samsung Republic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, leading us to question who's really in charge here. Um, people uh, from Jebel groups, people in high uh, positions, um, people like Kim Hagi, you know, people with connections, they seem to escape the real application of law. But This time, the fact that even though this was the the very shortest sentence possible to be uh, given, uh, the fact that he was taken into custody after the trial and the fact that judges felt that they cannot ignore the The, the general opinion and how this is actually going to look in terms of in, compared to other cases that are going on. Um, I, I believe that this does represent a step forward in, in the right direction, although we are not really uh, you know, there in terms of actually sort of fully complying yeah. with the, the, the law. I mean, even my conspiratorial mind feels like the Machiavellian move by Lee Jae-yong and his cronies would be to try to engineer some kind of massive stock price decrease and then kind of a run of bad news of woes at the company being kind of like uh, being beset by all these uh, misfortune while uh, Lee Jae-yong is in jail to kind of even bolster that image that the savior has to come in and uh, save the day once he's released from from prison and and, and go in and and, and just prove once and for all that, yes, it is as divine... (laughs) kind of succession that has really been attributed to the success of... I mean, you, you, I'm saying, I, I hope that's not the case, but... Sure, you know? but, the, the, but the fact that, um, you know, the Samsung group is so huge, you know, it, it takes up what... Um, Uh, about a third of a Korean stock market. Right, and despite the, cap, yeah. the mach- machinations that might have been going on in the background, is, you know, I didn't actually think about what you've just <laughs> mentioned, but you know, certainly it's a p- one of the potential p- possible scenarios. But even they wouldn't have been able to engineer the kind of you know, uh, sort of serious dip in the share price just because of this, this, uh, this event, I think. It's just grown too big you know, for mm. one person. But we have to remember what Lee Jae-yong actually did, you know, that made um, him sort of receive this sentence, which is the fact that he's basically uh, defrauded the Korean public uh, and he's basically tried, sort of, tried to avoid having to pay, um, you know, succession uh, tax. Uh, he's essentially sort of been able to overtake this huge multinational group Uh, through this clever engineering of you know, merger of two companies uh, by manipulating stock prices and paying bribes. And a lot of people also seem to believe that somehow he wasn't at fault because he was coerced or pressed into paying this bribe to Park Geun-hye. And uh, this came from her and he had no choice but to comply. But he had a very specific benefit that you know, he wanted to get out of this transaction. Uh, his was not a position 
like, you know, someone like um, LG's late chairman, where he was actually testifying uh, at the National Assembly uh, hearing that when where the government, you know, makes a request like this, you have no choice but to comply as a Jewel Group uh, owner. Um, in Lee Jae-yong's case, there was a very specific benefit that he was after and which he managed to get as a result of this transaction. And he saw it probably as you know, the the best possible investment that he could make, you know, in terms of yeah. the return on the dollar that you could actually get uh, for what he had to give. Well, uh, yeah. And so this is going to leave behind something for his legacy going forward once he's released from prison. And then we'll see what happens because it's already a fait accompli that uh, well, the, actually, the corporate structure is... The, the release of, from prison, I mean, this two and a half year sentence, what it also does is to make him eligible for parole hmm. within this year. Uh, you know, two and a half years with the time served, which is almost what, over what, one year. Yeah. Um, you have to have at least two thirds of the time of the t- sentence served. And so he just needs to serve another eight months and he will be eligible for parole, mm. which means that he might maybe out as early as Chuseok this year or certainly uh, before Christmas. I mean, there's no guarantee that he will be given parole, but there's also no reason why he wouldn't be yeah. given parole, right? Um, given that this is a white collar crime and uh, and, and so on and so forth. But uh, what it does do is also, because he's in custody, um, the other charge that um, that he's, he's sort of, uh, that's been brought against him for fraudulent accounting for the Samsung uh, Biologics, yeah. um, the speed of that trial will be, will be a little bit quicker uh, rather than sort of dragging on for two or three years uh, just to get the trial going. I think it will probably be so... Um, Uh, sort of done more expediently. So the legal jeopardy isn't over for him. The final question then is just more of a philosophical one because we have things like the Ford Motor Company. We have these Zaibatsu, as they were called in Japan, like Mm -hmm. uh, Toyota, Mitsubishi. Mm -hmm. None of them have this North Korea-like dynastic succession still in this modern age of 2021. Mm. Is there something unique about Korea, you feel, or is it just um, we just have to go through the process of uh, maturing? Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, in the in the early days, uh, certainly, I think um, there there was an attempt to sort of groom your own uh, children as heirs to to the group. But once again, I, I keep mentioning you don't. There is no management gene, you know, uh, and so the best practice for the company as well as the owners themselves is to actually. Leave it up to the professional managers who have the skill and ability. You know, you can be lucky, and one of the heirs, uh, one of the children of the founder, could be somebody with the ability and the skill to manage a company like this. Uh, We um, see that uh, in sort of you know other groups, uh, the the Swedish. uh, group, uh, but you don't have this kind of succe- succession type of uh, you know system. And Lee Jae Hong himself said that you know this what he he what, he will make sure that his children, uh, uh, you know, the system yeah. is in place that his children are not sort of necessarily the the automatic heirs to to the group. Um, and the fact that he's he's never really had to compete for the position either. Right. Uh, so yeah, this is something that we need to uh, sort of win ourselves of. Um, we have to get away from this concept of Samsung Republic. People have to yeah. shake the, this myth that, you know, we cannot survive without the, the Chebol groups. Um, and yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well said. And hopefully uh, people take that uh, analysis and advice to heart. As always, uh, Professor Cho, appreciate uh, all of this. And uh, we look forward to more next week. Thank you.
We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in part four of the program with our final check of traffic and weather.